Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, February 2nd. S&P futures are up about 35 points. That's 90 basis points. NASDAQ futures are up about the same amount, up 130 points. That's about 100 basis points. So U.S. equities are extending their gains. Eurozone equities as well are also higher, so up about 1.3 to 1.7% for the major indices. You are seeing outperformance in industrials, autos, financials. No major subgroup is really suffering outright losses, but there is underperformance in energy, telecom, and utilities. Asia was higher across the board as well. So there's really kind of, again, no one single headline that's driving the price action this morning. I think obviously you saw a pullback last week. Um, market shrugged that off yesterday and, and regained their footing and, and started to rally again. And that's extending so far into this morning. You are seeing the fever around the nonsense stocks start to break, um, you know, the game stops, et cetera. They got hit yesterday. They're off again pre-market this morning. I don't think, you know, it's no one specific catalyst. Obviously, you saw um, a, a gross deviation from underlying fundamentals in some of those stocks. And I think it's just gravity reasserting itself. They're coming back to earth. Um, you know, you do still have pretty somber underlying financials. You have seen a huge, um, you know, covering in shorts. So there was a, you know, some GameStop statistics in particular out in the last 24 hours, just showing how much short interest in that stock has declined. Um, and you are seeing some of these names come out and take advantage of the rally um, by selling stock. Um, you know, um, so I think all of those factors are beginning to conspire. Um, and drag some of them back to earth. As that occurs, I think markets are kind of now refocusing their attention again, back on those three rally pillars that have helped propel markets for the last several months, stimulus, earnings, COVID. Um, you know, I thought one of the more probably incremental interesting statistics of the morning um, was on Bloomberg last night, just talking about how there have now been more Americans that have received at least one COVID shot than there have been that have contracted um, the virus. So if you kind of do the math um, you know, that means there are about 55 million Americans that have antibodies either from a vaccine or from the virus itself. Um, and that works out to about 22% of the population, um, people age 16 or over. So, you know, the inoculation pace is proceeding. It's set to accelerate. Um, you know, you have two vaccines on the U.S. market right now. You should get another one by the end of this month with Johnson Johnson. You know, the Johnson Johnson efficacy figures, um, you know, fell short of Moderna, Pfizer, but certainly were not disappointing by any means. That will be a major player in the war against COVID. So the COVID backdrop, and you are already seeing, even before you you begin to have, um, you know, an acceleration in vaccines, you're already seeing the statistics come off of the, um, you know, the post-holiday spike that you saw ending in December, beginning of January. So the the COVID narrative, domestically at least, remains relatively encouraging. I think in Europe it's certainly more mixed, where you've had, um, you know, statistics are still are a little worse, and then you're obviously having um, a lot more vaccine supply problems than you are in the U.S. But domestically, I think COVID is a tailwind. Um, on the stimulus front, you know, you had this Biden uh, meeting with a group of uh, centrist uh, Republicans yesterday at the White House. You know, again, I think investors should look through all that noise. This thing is going to get passed through reconciliation. 
Um, that means there'll be a simple majority vote in the Senate. The question is how much that $1.9 trillion Biden blueprint needs to be haircut to get to 50 votes in the Senate. You're going to have to at least um, cut $200 billion or so off of it, if not more. You know, there are um, there is bipartisan pushback on the stimulus checks as it's currently being proposed. A lot of people would like to see them get sent to a smaller subgroup of people. Um, and if you were to make adjustments on that front, that's going to be worth several hundred billion dollars at least. So that's the big um, area to focus on. Pay no attention to these, you know, the bipartisan talks. Um, you know, it's probably, again, I think reconciliation um, is going to be the route for this rescue fiscal stimulus package. Um, and then you need people you need to ask themselves, you know, what are the implications if you do reconciliation on this? Um, you expend a lot of political capital to get it through. What happens to the remainder of the um, Biden agenda, specifically the recovery fiscal stimulus plans? Remember, there are two fiscal stimulus plans. You have the rescue one, that's $1.9 trillion, the recovery one, which Biden has said he will propose sometime this month, um, which could be worth another $1.5 to $2 trillion. That would be severely jeopardized if you see part one go through through reconciliation. I think so that's going to be... Um, you know, I think that's going to be something for investors to contemplate over the coming months. In the near term, though, you know, you are going to get another $1.7 trillion of fiscal stimulus on top of the $900 billion you got just back in December. Um, and that obviously includes trillions more that you saw throughout all of 2020. So fiscal stimulus remains a major tailwind. Monetary policy for now remains a major tailwind as well. You saw the RBA come out this morning. Rates were left unchanged, as was widely expected. But they um, surprise markets by increasing their quantitative easing. So, you know, the RBA is not a huge buyer of assets, but I think just symbolically shows that central banks, for the time being at least, um, you know, are certainly not withdrawing uh, accommodation by any means. Um, so remember those three pillars, stimulus, COVID, um, and then uh, earnings. So no, no major earnings reports out in the last, um, you know, 24 hours, I would say. Um, relatively quiet evening in the U.S. You had a couple names in Europe this morning. Um, British Petroleum, BP, probably the big one. Underwhelming, that stock is getting hit. Um, but in general, this Q4 season has been very strong. And importantly, the 2022 EPS estimate, um, You know, I think the number people are really focusing on is certainly now north of $200, probably around 205 or so. Um, which gives a little bit more, um, you know, multiple flexibility in the market as you're now down to around 18.4 times or so on the S&P. Um, you know, and assuming that can go up another turn or two, that obviously gets the index well above 4,000. So those are all the big themes and trends for this morning. Um, in terms of the Tuesday calendar for the U.S. session, the big focus will be on earnings. So before the open, you had names like Alibaba, ConocoPhillips, um, Eaton, UPS, Pfizer, Exxon, all out this morning. After the close, you have Amgen, Amazon, Chipotle, Google, Match.com are going to be the big ones. Um, you know, after today, after Amazon and Google tonight, those are kind of like the last major large market cap stocks. Um, the volume of reports will start to dissipate going forward um, as you kind of get through the peak of the um, the major Q4 reports. Biden is also set to announce another round of executive actions. These ones will be focused on immigration. I don't think we'll have too much. Um, I don't think it will have many implications for the market, at least in the in the very near term. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.